Lover. Yeah, baby. You sound like a flat tire. What happened? April 2nd, 2019. We are back. I can see and the charisma in your are face. Are live. But it just What a weekend, it. baby. Happy Tuesday, America. How's it going? We here. Brad Key, what's good? Hey, Micah. Hey. What do you know about? Uh, not much. Sorry we didn't come to y'all yesterday. I was busy. You talking to me? Yeah, I was, I was telling the fans, the listeners. Yes. Sorry to the fans we didn't drop an episode on Monday. But we, we're dropping one Tuesday. We're here. So thank you for being here. We will have another one later this week, probably Thursday. That's right. Exciting. We brought you a Saturday episode. Two weeks in a row, we've worked on our Saturday mornings for you, the people. We love you. We did it. Nobody else is doing that. And we're back again today. What a treat it is to be here. What a treat it is to be with you, Brad. We got Ralph the dog over there. He's laying on the ground. Things are really coming together for us. Uh, Brad, what's good? What a treat the Elite Eight was. Good games. Yeah. Really good games. Life's good, man. Lots of uh, lots of good uh, sports on. We got a lot of sports to talk about today. We had a golf tournament in Austin uh, last week. Oh, yeah. It was a tournament style or a bracket style tournament as well. It was like uh, one-on-one, like a knockout bracket until you the one one winner. We should probably talk crowned. about that later. Yeah. yeah. Kisner won. Kisner. Mm-hmm. Who did he beat in the final? I believe it was Kuchar. Was it Kuch versus Kisner? Yeah, yeah. Guess Kuchar is a uh, cheap bitch. <laughs> Most often known worldwide for being a cheap scumbag. So before we get too far into it, did you see this whole thing where Sergio was playing versus Sergio versus uh, Kuchar? Yeah, Sergio the two misses, most hated players on tour. Sergio misses his putt and he's frustrated. And before Kuchar oh, can say this. it's good, he whacks the ball and it like doesn't go in. And they assess him a stroke and he loses the hole. Yeah, and then uh, I guess on like later in the round, him and uh, Cooch they're jawing at each other, and Cooch's like, "Hey, man, I don't feel good about how that went down." And uh, so lame. Th- Sergio's like, well, "Then why don't so you just uh, forfeit this hole right here, and we'll be even?" And Cooch is like, mm, "Nah." And then nah. they posted an Instagram together with each other. They're so lame. Fuck those two guys. All right, well, let's talk about something that we actually the people mostly care about, other than the two biggest scumbags on the PGA Tour. <laughs> we hate you both. That's an official podcast position. We are back again on Thursday, as I mentioned. And more, most importantly, we have an announcement. There's a new podcast feed. It is live. It is live as hell, actually. Live AF, as the kids say. Mind of Micah. It's out there. As hell. A-H. Live as hell. Yeah, live A-H. Mind of Micah. Mind of Micah. Mind of Micah. Is Stop it- what you're doing. And subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So you just dropped like a quick two-minute like explanation of what mind of Micah is, right? Like that's what was the uh, episode yeah, yesterday. That's what was up there yesterday. And then what and are you then doing today, for the rest of the week? And then today we're going to have Micah's beef of the week. We're going to tease this later. In fact, later in the episode I'll tell you exactly what you can expect on Mind of Micah, but the most important thing you can do is subscribe to Mind of Micah and subscribe to Backdoor Cover if you're if you're listening and not subscribed. Uh Brad and I are on our own now. This is MWBK Creative and Sales that you're listening to. We're producing this show. It's official. Grandex is not as of uh, April 1st. Yeah, this is our first, our, this is the first MWBK production. And it feels good. No safety net. It's so we appreciate us. you guys. We both have weddings to pay for. Support us. Subscribe to these podcasts. Support our sponsors. All right. And speaking of sponsors, we've got a new sponsor this week. Tell me about it. Free Fly. These dudes are awesome. This stuff is so good. So good. You know, when you're outside doing your favorite activity, the last thing you want is a sticky, plastic shirt weighing you down. Uh, you know how all that, that, you know, the 
the heavier cloth performance and stuff. Yeah. performance uh gear all it always stinks it just and it gets sticky what you want is something extremely comfortable that performs great and it won't hold you back and that's why two siblings a montana fishing guide brother and a nike design sister obsessed with the outdoors teamed up and made it their mission to create the most comfortable shirt possible and you know what they've created it's a brand to give like-minded weekend warriors the natural comfortable men's and women's apparel they've always needed and wanted it's free fly it's designed for outdoorsmen and outdoors women if you will if you're if you have a lady who's outdoorsy who won't settle for uncomfortable clothing it's butter soft bamboo comfort that's my favorite line designed from top to bottom designed for those who work hard play hard and demand the same from their clothing this stuff is awesome Brad it legitimately got, does feel like butter soft bamboo like this it's is super it's, soft super light it's the highest quality like tech material yeah and it's made out of bamboo so it's good for the environment it's different this is it's unique uh they sent us some gear and it is awesome it's i'm really for, enjoying it. it was made for like fly fishing or fishing of some sort and like it it translates really well to like golf i play i wore it on the golf course last week and like it acts as like a UV barrier, I'll just but it's not it. too hot to wear. Like this the is the sleeves. perfect long sleeve shirt to wear on a Muni golf course. That's what I'm saying. It is perfect. The shorts are really awesome too. We're super clean under, uh, super clean underwear. I hope. I would hope. Um, but no, the really, really soft. Like this is better than than just about anything I've ever put on. It's designed to for those who work hard, play hard, and demand and demand the same from their clothing. Uh, it's really good. I'm Free fly. I genuinely love the stuff they sent me. I'm going to buy a bunch We're more. We're kind of rambling, but this is this is good stuff. There's no unnecessary bells and whistles, and they use subtle branding, a natural color palette, and simple, clean design. This is what you're looking for. The colors are just right for us. Um, I'm, I'm an Earth Tones boy. Everybody knows that. This stuff works with jeans. It works with khakis. It works with black shorts. It's perfect. Uh, these are perfect tops and bottoms for setting sail, Casting flies or just having a good time on the beach or the neighborhood docks. Free Flies Bamboo has natural UPF sun protection to keep you cool on and off the water or the golf course. Yeah. So it's time you stop being uncomfortable and tried out Free Flies Bamboo clothing. Mother's Day is just around the corner. Gear up for your mom and dad's uh, and your dad. Father's Day is right right around the corner as well. You can get 20% off when you visit freeflyapparel.com. Use promo code BDC. That's 20% off when you go to freeflyapparel.com, promo code BDC, like backdoor cover. Free Fly Apparel, check it out. All right, let's talk about these games. Let's go. Virginia defeats Purdue 80-75 to in overtime to head to the Final Four. Um, wow, well, this was a heck of a game. So hold up one second. Before we get too deep in this, uh, Saturday night when this game was, Mikey got engaged, so I'd like to congratulate you, Thank Mike. you, Brad. Yeah, so we did a little uh we did a little party and I watched on my phone like a chump from the engagement party. Uh I got a feeling you didn't see the entire game, but probably caught highlights stuff like that. I I what I I saw the end. This game was fucking awesome. I fe- I like just want to reiterate how great this game was. Um so just to kind of recap how this thing concluded and kind of what the lead up was, what made it such a great game. So Carson Edwards the guy we keep talking about He's jacking all night. He's he goes off for forty two points. Like he's basically the he's only what? thing he's jacking. He's cranking. He's okay, cranking all right, threes, threes all night. And uh yeah, he goes for forty two. I think the rest of his entire squad went for like thirty three points combined. So he went for wow. you know, nine more than everybody else. Uh 
and that I mean he was almost too much for Virginia to overcome. So it gets down to it. Virginia's down two points. They are sent to the free throw line. They make the front uh, uh, the first of two attempts. The second one they purposefully miss and then tip it backwards out into like the half court line, which there's like maybe five seconds left in the game. Super ballsy, kind of an insane strategy. The ball flies to half court, lands in this guy's hands, the, the point guard for Virginia. He floats it to maybe like the free throw line where the, the, their forward is, is perfectly perched to mm-hmm. catch the ball, turn and shoot without bringing it down. Barely beats the buzzer. It goes in uh, and it sends them into overtime. So I guess they were down three. They hit the, the first of a free throw. Then they hit that floater to tie it up, go into overtime. Um, the overtime, like Virginia basically held it down in overtime. Uh, they, they caused a bunch of turnovers from Carson Edwards. He actually made the last turnover of the game. Um, but they, they had no business winning this game. They had no business even sending this into overtime. It was an absolute miracle to get them to overtime in the first place. Uh, and yeah, Carson Edwards. I think they said he was the the highest scorer in NCAA basketball history. Uh, like, not not NCAA basketball, uh, NCAA tournament? tournament, March Madness history. Yeah, he just he took over uh, Glenn Rice, who did it in like six games, and he did it in four. Carson Edwards. Wow, did. in one tournament. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pretty he wild. went off. Well, uh, it's the first time Virginia's made it to the Final Four since 1984, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, we were born then. That was a long time ago. We're old. Yeah. Um, well, this is interesting. I mean, Virginia, they, they after choking like dogs last year, losing to a uh, the Retrievers, another dog team, actually. <laughs> so Choking like dogs and choking two dogs last year. They bounce back and get to the Final Four. Carson Edwards goes 10 for 19 from three. I've never even seen someone shoot 19 threes in a game, uh, except for the Houston Rockets. James Harden will go off all night for that. Uh, but... On Purdue's side, the second leading score had seven points. Like, you go look at the box score, and it's like Carson Edwards has, like, this ginormous fat stat line, and then everybody else in the surrounding columns is, like, two, three, zero, 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 three, uh, like, four points from a couple of different guys. Like, basically, it was the Carson Edwards show, uh, and Virginia's kind of, like, team effort basically prevailed, uh, and with a bunch of luck, might I add. Like, they had no business winning that game. Uh so it was a huge win for me in terms of our bet, by the way. I, I don't know if you've looked at the standings of this. Oh, you know what? I, I meant to uh, update the people on uh, our group standings real quick before we, oh. before we talk about our personal. Our personal bet. So, yeah, you want to go through the bracket standings? Yeah. Yeah, okay. let's do that real let's quick. Let's run through them real quick. Sky Guy, 6308 Valerio was uns- unsaddled? RIP Valerio is in third place currently, and uh. he is... Uh, he's pretty much dead. He's uh, actually, I take it back. He's the highest, highest, uh, he's the highest ranked person with Michigan state winning. So if Michigan state wins, he is probably going to do it. You'd have to think Michigan state's the favorite at this point, right? Uh, I'm going to check that on my bookie.ag in just a moment. (laughs) Sky guy, six, three, zero, eight, four, six, nine, whatever his number is, is currently in first place. And he has Virginia, although Zach, uh, and so he has the highest maximum, and he has the highest total. Hmm. He's in the 99.8 percentile overall um, on ESPN. By the way, the people in our group have done a hell of a job. Our top 10 are all in the 99 percentile, and then there's a bunch of guys in the 98, 97 percent. Way to go, squad. 
in first place in our celebrity bracket, Dave Ruff is in the 95 percentile. He has 1,300 uh, is his maximum, which is very high. What's his point total? His total is, is at eight, 850 at the moment eight, on the ESPN group. And what place does he stand in the bracket? He sits 28th. Oh, that's pretty dangerous. I'm in 38th and second place among celebrities in the 93rd percentile. I will take that. That's good. Not bad. Uh, also, amongst the other celebrities, uh, Will DeFreeze sits in the 79th percentile uh, in 100th place, and Dylan Shivery's in 118th. Brad is below that, although I don't know where. I think I'm at 165th. Uh, Dave and I both have Michigan State winning the championship, so we could actually climb a little higher. Wow. Wow. So th- there's your official update. How many points do but you have? But Sky Guy, right uh, basically Sky Guy and R.I.P. Valerio. If Michigan State wins, it's probably R.I.P. Valerio. If Sky Guy wins, uh, if Virginia wins, it's probably Sky Guy. Wait, so. how many point totals? How much? How many points total does your bracket have right currently? It's the second to the left. Mine has thirteen ten. No, that's max possible. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Eight thirty. This is bad radio, Brad. Eight thirty. Okay, I'm at seven ten. I've still you, got a long oh, so way you're, to go. You're well below Dylan. You stink right now, but we love you. Oh, I stunk the whole time, but I'm coming back. Yeah, it looks like you're on the climb. Uh, so there's your your quick update. Virginia punches their ticket, and uh, first know, time since 1984. You got to be happy for them. That's yeah, a good time. Uh, just looking ahead, real quick, we'll we'll do a preview later in the week and look at these odds. Uh, Virginia has opened as a five and a half point favorite against Auburn. Michigan State is a two and a half point favorite against Tech. I don't have the overall uh, winners yet, or the championship odds, quite yet. Let's we'll check. See. We'll do that on Thursday. Yeah, we'll yeah. look ahead to that. Uh, actually, we'll do it right now. Uh, Virginia is actually the, the favorite. favorite. They're at plus 155. Okay. Michigan just barely behind them at plus 160. And then a significant drop-off to Texas Tech at plus, plus 475. And way below that, Auburn at plus 750. Mm-hmm. So my the odds makers of my bookie do not believe in Auburn. But we'll get to them last. Uh, so that was Virginia escapes out of the south. In the West, Texas Tech gets by the number one seed, Gonzaga. Uh, Tech just murdered them playing incredible defense. The first Final Four in the 94-year history of Texas Tech's basketball program. Wild. And, uh, and, and Brad, you had it here, so I'm going to steal this line from yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. The most amazing thing to me, this is the first Texas team, any school in the state of Texas, to make the Final Four since UT went in 2003, that's the TJ Ford year. University of Texas, right. That was the year that's Kansas, crazy. Kansas played Syracuse that year, I believe, and it was Carmelo Anthony. Oh, that's the Carmelo year. I believe that's the yep. case. Yeah, yeah. That Can was you awesome believe year. that? That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah, and then I, I found a little bit more information. We talked a little bit about There's Chris like a hundred teams that play Division One <laughs> basketball in Texas. And yeah. no one has made it to the Final Four in... 16 years? How often does a team from Texas even make it to the tournament, though? It's not that frequent. To the tournament? Yeah. There were probably like four. I mean, we're talking Southland Conference and all sorts of schools. Abilene Christian. That's a, that's yeah, they were in there. There's, there were, I mean, this is this is crazy to me. That's all I'm going to say. It's. I mean, considering so congratulations Kevin to Durant Tech. played at Texas with a bunch of, like P.J. Tucker, a bunch of great players. Marcus Aldridge. They didn't make it anywhere. Uh, Tristan Thompson played two years at Texas. The mm. Aggies have had... had uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan and AC Law. I'm, that team only went to the Elite Eight. They didn't make it to the Something Final like Four. That. I mean, make it to the Final Four is really AC Law hard. I, maybe that was before 2003. But no, they never made it to the Final Four. I think AC Law the played Eight. for like 13 years, I believe, yeah. at Texas Tech. 
from like a Texas 95. A&M. Yeah. yeah, A&M. From like 95 till 2010, I think he, he played there. So last week we talked about how Chris Beard is basically the um, Forrest Gump of college basketball. Brad, fill us in on everything you I got I just pulled here. one line out of a, the, the game recap article after this Tech Gonzaga game. Uh, this uh, Texas Tech is Beard's 12th job uh, on a nationwide tour through community colleges, Division two and assistant coaches jobs. Uh, his most notable stop was uh, 10 years he spent working under Bob Knight for and uh, Pat Knight, Bob Knight's son, at Tech as an assistant. So uh, he spent a good good percentage of his career uh, in Lubbock, and uh, that is a lot of places to work. 12 different jobs. That's crazy. Impressive. Yeah, that, it's in the, all over the country, too. It's not like they're... That's I mean, a lot of moving. I mean, he was everywhere. Like he's going to Alabama, Arkansas, all over the place. So, yeah, shouts to him. He put in his dues. Is this his third year at Tech? And they've been I to think it's second. And I, I think, think they it's were... his third. But I we could we check that. I know they went to the Elite Eight last year, and now they're in the Final Four. It's unbelievable the job he's done. It doesn't matter how many years he's been there to take a school in Lubbock, Texas, to the the Final Four. By the way, Texas Tech has zero top 100 recruits coming out of high school on their roster. Zero. For comparison, the other schools that are left, uh, Virginia has five top 100 recruits. Michigan State has six. And Auburn, which we'll talk about later, they have five top 100 I mean, players out of say, high school. How uh, Tech has? Zero. That's crazy that Culver wasn't considered. Now, they, they have some, some transfers that... But guys who signed with Texas Tech out of high school, zero. Yeah, the, so Culver's their best player, and you're right. He's yeah, Beard was it's there the for three year. years, so he was 16-17 where they didn't make an appearance. And then last year, he went to the Elite This year, he's in the Final Four. Unbelievable. Uh, Culver is actually from Lubbock. He played high school basketball in Lubbock, which wow. I was talking to my dad about this. How many good basketball players can you remember ever coming out of Lubbock? I don't they know have of any. football players coming out of that part of the the state but i can't remember any basketball buddy so. holly uh good guitar player yeah that's pretty much it that's, <laughs> shouts. that's it for people from Lubbock. anyhow uh, well shouts to the raiders yeah. um let's move on a little bit to the east michigan state defeats duke 68 67 would you call this the game of the tournament uh no talk about the finish for us so just just the same way with it we re we did uh, Virginia, where we kind of talked how the game ended. It was a really similar circumstance. Uh, Duke's down two. R.J. Barrett gets fouled. Uh, he goes to the line. It's he gets two free throws, not one for one. He's he's got like basically it's they're in the bonus basically. Uh, he attempts to make the first one, obviously, to, so they can tie it up. He misses it. So now they are down two. He has one shot left, and he attempts to miss it on purpose so that they can tip it back like like Virginia had done, and then sure. possibly get two points up and go in overtime. He, he shoots it like it's like a very flat shot. It hits the back of the rim, bounces straight up in the air, and swishes through the net, which doubly frustrating for him. And then he was guarding their the, the Michigan State point guard. Like all, What they had to do was foul. Like They had to foul if they right. caught the ball. With five seconds left. And the dude just jukes him out of his fucking gym shorts. And, and runs ca- away. Catches yeah. the ball just It was free. crazy. That was, it was it very was like impressive. R.J. Barrett really had a, a rough 10 seconds there to end the game. Like they, he kind of cost them the game from what I was watching. So I don't know. That's tough. Well, here's the deal. This reminds me of those Kentucky teams that yeah. Calipari's had over the years that yeah. are, that I don't like it when people say this, but there's some truth in it. These are glorified AAU teams. These are guys that have been at the school for 
nine months or whatever. Not even. Like yeah. Three. I mean, since September. Yeah. Like they've been on campus for six months. Right. That's their allegiance to Duke. They came straight out of high school. This is their first year. Most of their guys are freshmen. And they're going to make mistakes. And not to mention the kids are 18 years old. Like these are dudes that are going to make mistakes. And at the end of close games, they're really, it's going to hurt you. Definitely. And they, they got lucky. I mean, uh, some might say they got lucky. They won two close games where they, I would say they got lucky that yeah, the two they layups didn't go in the first, the last two games. Yeah. And you just can't live this dangerously with young guys. Like they are going to make mistakes at the end of the game and, and Barrett misses the free throws. I mean, how many times did Kentucky lose games uh, in the tournament because of poor free throw shooting? A lot. Yeah, even if you go back to Memphis. Like Derrick Rose. The Derrick Rose game yeah. back in Memphis, um, although Missouri beat them pretty easily. But <laughs> that's a whole other story. I mean, th- this is this is something they've struggled. Young teams struggle with this. They, they don't execute at the end of games. And so it finally caught up with Duke. I, I will say this. I think this is the first time I've rooted for Duke to win a game since maybe like six years because I had I had bet you that Duke's going to win. I had Duke advancing in my bracket. Yes. I would be back on top if they had won. And, of course, they shit the bed. Yeah. It is weird to see this this Duke team lose because it's like the first time they've had great players that aren't hateable. Like yeah. There's nobody on this Duke team you hate, and they are entertaining. They are the most entertained star-powered team in the in the tournament. So that Cam Reddish Everybody could, uh, wanted them to win. Or, could, well, not everybody wanted them to win, but you don't mind seeing them advance. Yeah. Cam like Reddish, if UCF would have beat them, I mean, at the end of the game, everybody's rooting for the underdog. Yeah. But uh, what – UCF's not going to win the next game. Right. UCF's not going to be the Cinderella. Um, well, they might. But, but Michigan State's a great team, and they're tough, and they're, they're more veteran than Duke is for sure. Yeah. And they, you know, they hung on. And you're saying that there's not many hateable Duke players on that Duke roster. The only one that's questionable, uh, Reddish kind of reminds me of Jeff Green, like super talented, kind of plays lackadaisical, just doesn't ever really reach his potential and like – he puts up big stats sometimes. Sometimes he no-shows, that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's kind of interesting. But he's also a freshman. Right. So, shocker. Jeff, Jeff Green's made a, a, a 12-year NBA career about showing trick or, being trick-or-treat. Yeah. Showing up some games and not for four games in a row. Exactly. You think this is uh, Coach K's worst coaching job in his, his career? Like, there's a lot of talk about this. I, I don't know, man. College basketball is such a weird this single elimination is such a weird sport. Yeah, but it just didn't seem like he had he was coaching them. He was just like, hey, Zion, go go dunk on these fools. Like, there was no game plan that it was really at least obvious. There was no obvious game plan. And, like, when these people, when they were down to, like, the last couple minutes of the game, it was just, like, kind of handed off to whichever of the Duke freshmen felt like the alpha, and he pulled the trigger yeah. and it didn't work out. So, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a secret that Coach K has been a uh, – over, he's the most overrated coach because of his profile. So by nature, he's overrated. But he's never been a great uh, close game coach. And now he's fucking old. Well, we he, almost lost Olympics because Coach K doesn't know what to do in the game. Uh, he just has a lot of talent, and he's he has a good program. And is you know so much of being a, 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 a you know Division One basketball or football coach is like. One, getting the talent, that's the biggest thing. And right. two, like keeping people out of trouble and running a clean program and do like Duke has done all of those things. Um, that's like ninety five percent of winning in college basketball. If yeah. you can do those two things as well as my, coach K can, you and I could coach the games and we'd lose like one more game a season. Right. 
Well, uh, I mean, so anyway, I, I don't know. So I, Duke has three of the top projected five picks in the NBA draft, and they did not win the ACC regular season. They did not win, obviously, March Madness. They did not win the ACC. Or they did, did they, win they that. Did that win was win their the one, uh, their one, uh, one shining moment. That sure. was their their yeah, one we'll go with their one shining moment. Yeah, their biggest accomplishment, which is impressive, but. Still, it seems like a letdown when you've it's got tough. that much. I I think that Calipari does a better job as a one and done guy. I think his track record. He's definitely the most natural in that. He's mastered this. He understands how to do operate with these one and dones more. I mean, Coach K's only done this for like five years, I right. think, or maybe less. Uh, but anyway, Michigan State moves on. Mike, uh, Coach Izzo, not Mike Izzo. Uh, Izzo, what is his first name? Why is this escaping me? Tom. Tom. Yes. Izzo is a great coach. Yes. Uh, he can do it in the game. He's very intense. I mean, if you give me just Izzo versus, versus Coach K, he's gonna. I, uh, I the edge goes to Izzo, and and uh, his team, his team did enough to win. I saw somewhere. Uh, I think they're winning it all. Izzo uh, has been a coach at Michigan State since 1995. That is a long time. I also saw something. I retweeted a couple days ago, but he he's had like since 95. So he's had like 14 mm-hmm. recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. 13 of them have made one Final Four, at least one Final Four. Oh, because they're – I got you. Because it's Over been four, four years span. since they had made one, yeah. Mm. It's pretty crazy. He's he's had a hell of a program. Yeah, and I've got a note here. This uh, team's good. Michigan State headed to the Final Four for the first time since 2015. Yeah, so it's been four years. Just kidding. Like, Because every single other team that made it, it's like since 1984, the first time in 94 years, and it's like, mm, Michigan State was here about a year, two years ago, something like that. Four, yeah, but four yeah. Winner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on again, and, and as I said, Michigan State, extremely talented. Six top 100 players coming out of high school. Uh, the Midwest Regional, Kansas City. Uh, Auburn defeats Kentucky 77-71 in overtime. We have a hotline call. Man, Auburn's about to get this tournament W. You just watched, man, feeding the, feeding the hype for Chuma. That's all I got to say, and he's coming back next year. So we're making a two-year run in a row. Fuck the blue bloods. Let's get a war dam. Was that a war dam eagle at the end? I think it was a war, war dam eagle. Year. This guy was drunker than I than I was after my uh, my engagement. He just boom Howard our our. I voicemail. would be just as drunk as he was though. So big shouts to him. Auburn defeats in three consecutive games. They have defeated Kentucky, North or I'm um, Kansas. Yeah, well, let's start in the other order. Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Number one, two, and three all time winning is progress. Get the fuck out of here. This, this, has to this be... is the greatest season. I mean, they could lose by a thousand points in the next game, and matter. they should build a statue for this team, the entire team, for beating those three schools in the tournament. Wow, incredible! Like this, this has been an incredible run. Like that's as good as it gets. Like, sorry, was I talking too, too far away from the mic? Apologies, I wasn't quite reading there. Okay, so uh, yeah, like we were saying, it's an unbelievable an incredible run. feat. So uh, we look at. Auburn's year they lost to Kentucky twice during the regular season including a 50 to 43 blowout loss on February 23rd at Rupp Arena with uh versus K- Kansas or, I'm sorry Kentucky so uh it's just unbelievable that they keep winning it is jack and threes like it's their job um yeah this they, is the kind of team where if it's weird though like they're they're this team is totally legendary in, in Alabama in Auburn right if this team wins the national championship, this is the kind of team that they make 30 for 30s about. Yeah. This should not happen. 
I mean, nothing that that has happened so far should have happened. Their best player tore his ACL in the last game, and they come out versus a really stout Kentucky team, and that has whipped them twice during the regular season. And uh, they just come out jacking like they're on fire. Like I haven't seen a team catch fire for this long. Like I can't think of in recent memory a team that like has performed this high over what you would expect what for them to. They won twelve straight games now. I don't know. I think it was it was. Well, it was 10 straight going into the Sweet 16 round. Yeah. Uh, Roll Damn Eagle, or War Damn Eagle, I should say. Ooh, the Bama people would be mad at me for saying that. (laughs) War Damn Eagle. Impressive. Uh, We we sent out an Instagram at uh, Backdoor Cover Podcast on IG of uh, security cam footage. Did you see this? Yes, it was incredible. Of Tumor's Corner, which is where the Auburn people always celebrate uh, big things. It's also where Harvey Updike poisoned a tree. What is what is Tumor's Corner? What is this? It's just, it's like just a, some corner on campus where they have these big trees. It's like a common area. And when they win games, I guess they, they toilet always, paper they the trees. Toilet paper and, and there's the security cam footage. At first, you see like five people like running over to it, and then it's like twenty people. Yeah. And then by the end of this one minute clip, there the ends. The people cr- are the crazy. Part. Like four hundred yards away, and the entire street is closed down and full of people. It's amazing. Uh, big shouts to Auburn. Bruce Pearl wins basketball games. My goodness. So what games did we bet? What was our, our personal bet? I had uh, Michigan State over Duke, and you had Virginia, Virginia over Purdue. And then we both had we were Tech both over on, Zags, and we had Kentucky beating Auburn. So we push. We all push. It's a triple push. Yes. I didn't get any phone calls telling us what we should bet either. You guys are better than that. By the way, the hotline <laughs> call is 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. What a round, man. Hey, great news. What is it? We've got another new sponsor, Brad. Two new. MWBK is on fire. It us. Backdoor Cover is brought to you by Burrow. Burrow is rethinking how people shop for and live with their furniture. By making high-quality sofas that are customizable online, ship for free in one week, and set up in just minutes. Burrow Furniture, Brad. This furniture is scratch and stain resistant, so you can live your life worry-free. And if you've got a dog like Ralph, they've got built-in USB chargers, so you never have to get up. It's a sofa that grows with you. Burrows are easy to set up and disassemble, and you can make them bigger at any time. Fabric is free of harmful chemicals and a frame made of sustainable or sustainably sourced hardwood. Pretty awesome. Uh, there's a lot of people really that listen too. that are afraid to buy a nice couch because they're like, oh, I live in an apartment. Yeah. You know, maybe a couple of years from now I'll live in a house. Will this couch fit in there? It, with Burrow, you don't have to worry about that. You can add and subtract pieces whenever you need to. Yeah, they're supposed to be really easy to move. Uh, the website's super, super nice. And like, they said you you can custom design this thing on their website and then it ships within a week. Like that's crazy. Like you can have a new coat, new couch within you know one week. That's it. You don't have to go to a furniture store and deal with the dirt bags there. I hate the furniture store. Yeah. Plus these things are designed for comfort. They sit exactly seventeen inches off the ground because that's the average height from the bottom of a person's foot to the back of their knee. You can customize every detail. Uh, they have four different unique pillow collections, which is awesome. Their pillows are tight. Yeah, and. And Brad and I, uh, we actually, we we have couches in our home, and the first thing our <laughs> girlfriend did was just immediately get rid of the the pillows. These are trash. And then you got to go buy pa- couch cushions. Those are expensive. Anyway, you don't have to do that with Burrow. You can pick up to. F- they have four different choices. Uh, they have pillow collections. It's amazing. 
The pillows are tight. You can pick your style. So it's not just one style, too. And you can mix, mix and match. There's mid-century, bohemian, industrial, rustic, soft, hand-woven fabric covers, and plush inserts. What more could you want? Burroughs was recently re- named one of the best inventions of 2018 by Time Magazine. And you can get, you ready for this? $75 off your award-winning Burroughs sofa by visiting burrow.com slash backdoor. One word. Burrow.com slash backdoor. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash backdoor. And save 75% off your order. Thanks again to Burrow for supporting our show. We love you, Burrow. I need a couch that I can charge my phone on. Burrow.com slash backdoor. They automatically give you the uh, the discount. And you can charge your phone on it. How good is that? Uh, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk a little MMA. Let's do it. As always, we're going to start with Conor McGregor because he's still the most important thing in MMA even though he's retired from mixed martial art. Uh, he fooled our dumbass friend Greg yesterday with a April Fool's joke. Did you see this, friend? I did see this. I didn't see... I, I saw it only because Greg was fooled by it. Otherwise, I would not have seen it. He was running uh, Instagram and Twitter ads for something called Champ Champ Rosé, which uh, if you just watched the video, which was only about 20 seconds long, right. the last five seconds said, it's April Fool's, ha-ha, <laughs> he laughed, and then said, buy proper number 12 whiskey. So I just we just mentioned this to make fun of my dumbass friend. Greg. He wants some. He wants some of that rosé. He's calling for it. Oh, he it. was excited. He was like, get me some of that champ champ rosé. It's like, it is an April Fool's joke. You are a dumbass. But don't act like you and I wouldn't drink this if it was available to us. Rosé's I. I like rosé. Yeah. But I, I think rosé is more of a warm climate drink or a summertime drink. Daytime. Ireland, they just sit in the dark and, well, I, I don't know. I feel like it's colder there. Yes. And rains. Indeed. It's not something... It, Ireland, a beautiful country, not known for like pool parties. Where yeah, you drink their people rosé. are not tanned. They are pale for reason. Oh my God, you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a UFC fight night on Saturday. We previewed it. Uh, Justin Gathe. Nice. KO'd the fuck out of Edson Barbosa in two minutes and 31 seconds. He is an impressive, dangerous man. Uh, he is in the lightweight division. Did he punch him in the head or did he kick him in the head? It was just a lot of violence. Well, how did he KO him? You don't know. Probably knocked him the fuck out. Is what he did. Yeah, he got knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And 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 Barbosa is a serious contender. So uh, Justin Gethy, uh looking like a star. Uh, we mentioned the karate hottie Michelle Waterson. Mm-hmm. She beat Carolina uh, by decision. Very nice. Uh, there was a Bellator card on Friday. Someone calling himself Dave the Caveman Rickles, who apparently has forty one fights in Bellator. More first of all, uh, first all time in that organization, which is fucking insane. He came out, uh, he's become known for his entrances, uh-huh. and he came out dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was wearing a Stone Cold vest and jorts and the Stone Cold music. Uh, he did win his fight. That's all I can say about Bellator Friday. Uh, the news from Bellator dropping today is that former UFC heavyweight champion Josh Barnett has signed with Bellator. So this is what you're talking about, where the washed-up guys go and fight at Bellator. Exactly. How I, old is I, this guy? You could Google this. I don't know, but I, I think he's retired. Like I don't, he, I don't think he's had a fight in a very long time. I know he hasn't been in the UFC in several years. He's started a career as a uh, as a pro wrestling announcer. Hmm. He's been out of fighting for so long. It's very strange. Does That's he our look guy. like a pretty boy? Yeah, he's 41 years old. He's got a giant chin. That looks like it'd be bad for fighting. Um. Well... Hard to say. Yeah, hard you, to can say. you see when his last fight was? Um, 
There was also a one fighting championship event, as we talked about. Uh, Demetrius Johnson won his fight, um, which was his debut there. UFC fighter, uh, former UFC fighter, uh, Eddie Alvarez, uh, lost in a shocking first-round knockout. Uh, Eddie Alvarez was recently on Inside the NBA because Turner Sports has bought one fighting championship, or the rights to it at least, and uh, they were really pushing him as a star, and he got embarrassed in the first round uh, of a... uh, in the first round Ouch. in Tokyo yeah, uh, against somebody I can't pronounce their name and I've never heard of. So Barnett's last fight, September 3rd, 2016 in Hamburg, Germany. And Hamburg. Was it a UFC fight or does it say? Uh, UFC fight night. Okay, so he hasn't fought since 2016. So yeah, this goes back to if you're not familiar with Bellator, they're taking on a lot of these guys. That's according to Wikipedia as well. So That's not right. the most factual, but maybe. As we mentioned, uh, Barnett, a former or as a current... Uh, professional wrestling announcer yeah uh, we should also mention mention you should always bet your fights bet fights at mybookie.ag use promo code bdc ah, get a nice. bonus when you sign up speaking of pro wrestling wrestlemania is sunday are you are you did you know this brad i didn't know this are you uh, excited i'm not excited okay anything else well <laughs> if are you're you listening and you are excited we've got something for you you ready for this Let's hear it. It's a big show announcement. We're calling this podcast The Champ is Here. What podcast? This there, podcast you're talking about right now? Yes. This podcast is It's a WrestleMania preview coming Ooh. Thursday. It's going to be called The Champ is Here because, you, as you know, I'm a former UFC fighter who went from chump to champ. I am the champ. The Champ is Here. WrestleMania preview. On Mind of Micah? Coming to Mind of Micah Thursday with uh, our friend Dion Ciccone. Remember Dion, who did uh, color? Uh, he did play-by-play or color or whatever. Uh, he's was awesome. one of the announcers. He's a giant New Zealander on the Trump right? to Champ. Yes, he's, yeah, he's got. He's awesome a giant accent. Samoan New Zealander and uh, a great dude. Really nice guy. And there he plugged in in the pro wrestling community. So we'll just say that he will be uh, previewing WrestleMania with me. He's also going to WrestleMania. So hopefully, uh, if he doesn't get mad at me and try and murder me, we'll, he we may could. we may have a recap next week. Uh, does he has he given away any secrets to who he thinks gonna win? We will we'll, we will make all of our predictions on uh. the champ is here uh, only on Mind of Micah. So One more reason Thursday, to subscribe. Huh? Stop what you're doing and subscribe to Mind of Micah. M I C A H. That's Thursday. That's a big announcement. Also, uh, uh, also on uh, Mind of Micah. What we're talking about today? We're going to have the return of Micah's read of the week with a special guest. Dylan Shivery. How about that? Not bad. And later this week, we'll have Micah's Beef of the Week, exclusive to Mind of Micah, uh, in which I break down the Jerry Rice commercial that they show during the uh, NCAA tournament and that makes me so angry. There's another beef we should talk about really quickly. Okay. It is not officially Micah's Beef of the Week sponsored by anyone. Uh, ButcherBox. Not yet sponsored. Or, yes, sponsored by ButcherBox. Our boys. It's baseball. Ron Darling and Lenny Dykstra. You familiar with these names? Lenny Dykstra is yeah. a very famous player. Yeah. They're feuding over uh, an alleged racial slur in 1986. Which one launched the slur? Dykstra, of course. Dykstra, by the way, has turned into one of the biggest scumbags in the world. Uh, he had like a tout service where he was selling um, stock tips, but he was totally dishonest with it. He's gone bankrupt. He He's didn't a real own like bag. a vacuum cleaner line, did he? No, no, that's Dyson. I thought for that some reason this Dyson. dude had something no, to do with this that. This is Dykstra. Yeah. 
Linney, Nails, Dykstra. Allegedly, uh, in 1986, uh, this is according to Ron Darling, mm-hmm. and which I think he put in a, in a book that's out or something. Okay. He, um, yeah, it's something like that. Yes, 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 yes. You're he has a book. Now. I'm sorry, I'm reading the article. Okay. Ron Darling told ESPN Radio uh, today that he stands by his account that his uh, Mets teammate Lenny Dykstra shouted racial slurs at Boston Red Sox pitcher Dennis Oilcan Boyd before his first at-bat in Game 3 of the 86 World Series. This is, of course, the famous 86 Mets uh, that did win the World Series and were crazy and dysfunctional. They had Doc, Doc uh, Daryl Strawberry, and, uh, yeah. and they were all doing drugs and going wild. This was definitely the only racial slur ever thrown out in a baseball game, don't you think? Uh, I what, don't think. How is this even news? I don't think this is true. 1986 uh, was a different time. It's crazy that we're talking about it. Dykstra, uh, Dykstra actually homered in the at bat after the alleged slurs. Oh. And Darlene writes that Dykstra said, uh, what Dykstra said was, quote, worse than anything Jackie Robinson might have heard. Okay. So that, that sounds like some bad stuff. He must have felt really good about himself. He was, quote, shouting every imaginable and unimaginable insult and expletive in Boyd's direction. Foul, racist, hateful, hurtful stuff. He would have been better off just calling him a cuck, don't you think? Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Dykstra has said uh, that he's, quote, I'm going to sue him and the publisher. I wrote a book myself. I had 30 lawyers calling me, fact-checking everything. There's not one person to back this up because you know why it's not true. It's all a lie. And then Dykstra said uh, Darling crossed the line by putting his account in print and threatened to, quote, drop him like a red-nosed fucking stepchild. That's not a good way to get your your, uh, money out of a a lawsuit, going and punching someone in the face. That usually doesn't quite work out in your favor. But, you know, to each his own. That's some beef from 1986. What a bunch of idiots. Ron Darling, like, still does, like, television. Uh, Dykstra has gone bankrupt several times, so you'd have to believe... uh, Darlene is probably a more legitimate human being. Uh, we have another hotline call, 800-392-6344. 800-392-6344. This call is from Will from Michigan. What's up, Backdoor Cover? It's Will from the University of Michigan. And uh, tough end, tough end of the season there against Texas Tech and uh, Sweet 16. But you know what? I'm calling in positive. This you know, obviously it would have been more fun for me and the rest of the Michigan fan base to watch our team in the Final Four and get to play against Michigan State and earn that first victory of the season against them. You know, we, we did go 0-3 against them this season. It would have been really fun to play them. Uh, I, I frankly don't know that we would have beat them. They looked great tonight. Um, but this has got to be one of the most fun Final Fours for the nation you know, overall, you know, you got Auburn, Tech. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Will, I appreciate you calling. You talk too slowly. But nobody has the patience to wait for two minutes of you just doing what you're talking about. Thank you for congratulating Michigan State, which defeated Michigan three times this season. is now a Final Four team, and Michigan is not. So, uh, Michigan haters. I mean, I appreciate you calling, Will, but he also called again. I, I appreciate all of it. Just talk a little faster. Mm-hmm. This is some backhanded compliments. 800-392-6344. Somebody else called this week. Uh, we had some <laughs> other calls, but uh, that's enough. Will, I just I did want to take your call. I appreciate you continuing to listen after we've been trashing Michigan now for like three weeks. Uh, He's a good sport. Let's talk about some breaking news, Brad. Let's talk. Hit the, hit the sound effect, the breaking news sound effect. Done. 
No, just, just start sing, singing it. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. That was perfect. Uh, the AAF apparently is fucked. Oh, this is breaking. The league uh, apparently today has said that it is no longer operating. Whoa. Effective immediately. Does that mean that people just aren't getting paid now? Uh, that I do not know. How, what even happens with some shit like this when they've got television contracts and all that? I, I don't know how it works. Maybe hmm. they can't make payroll, so they're just like, oh, we're done. I don't understand though. Like, what do they expect? Where do they expect this cash flow to come in from? Like, what could have changed during the season that's not changed so far that would have allowed them to finish out like what they had originally scheduled? I don't understand. Like, they already got paid their TV money. They already got like the cash flow that was coming in. Like, is it bad attendance? Is that what's they didn't account for? Which you couldn't think that they thought there was gonna be huge attendance numbers at these things. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, I guess they haven't announced it yet, but. Uh this is now, according to Pro Football Talk, uh, AAF will suspend all football operations. It's not over, but it's close. Per a source with knowledge of the situation, the AAF will be suspending all football operations within the next few hours. Uh, the move comes in the aftermath of ominous comments from Tom Dundon, who became the majority owner several weeks ago. Uh, we talked last week about how, how silly it was that he blamed the NFL for them going out of business, but that's clearly not the... I, the NFL 250 PA. million, yeah. I think. Last night, a source told PFT uh, that the AAF needed roughly $20 million to get to the end of its first season. Instead, the season will end with two weeks left in the regular season and a four-team postseason that never comes to fruition. So that dude just burned $250 million? Is that basically what this means? That's what it sounds like. Oof. My question is, how does Vince McMahon feel one week before WrestleMania? A lot better. Uh, no, not really, because apparently he he just sold like 280... I got to find this. He sold like $280 million worth of WWE stock to fund the XFL, which starts next season. Now you got me confused. Like next season, like a year from Yeah, they're now? supposed to start next season. Yeah, next year. Oh. Well, which, then you got to uh, be really happy because the AAF is dead. No more competition. I mean, either he's really happy that he has no more competition or he's scared shitless that... Uh, His competition ran their shit to the ground? A, a, a league opposite the NFL can't work. The AAF should have worked. Why? Because they, they, had, they had a friendly relationship with the NFL. Their, their games were being played on NFL Network. Is that where it was? I yeah, have never, seen, I've never seen a commercial. I, I've never known where to watch. I've never known what time they come they on. Had a, they had a commercial during the Super Bowl. We run a sports podcast, and I have never even seen mention of the AAF other than when we're talking shit about it. You know, the saddest part about this is it's pretty much the end of Johnny Football again. Now nah, he'll be in the XFL next year. You know he's going to be. It's just so funny. He, he got kicked out of Canada. The entire country got rid of him. His Instagram model wife has had enough of him. And uh, now, now the league that he joins just dies. It collapses like two weeks later. I hope he puts comeback season on the back of his jersey. Vince McMahon sold $272 million in WWE stock last Wednesday to put into the XFL. It's the second time he sold stock for it. I mean, m maybe he's thinking that this is he's doubling down. But for me, this is ominous. I don't think that football opposite the NFL works. And the XFL has no contracts, uh, or at least not nothing public, that they have, and they certainly don't have. You mean like what they had, what the AAF had with the NFL, right? Something like that would help they had a, buoy a, a friendly it, right? re relationship. The league they were operating under like the exact same rules as the NFL, with a couple of uh, changes. But like they were basically 
their idea was they were going to be a, a true minor league system to the NFL. The XFL, I don't believe that's it. Uh, Mike or Bob Stoops is coaching the, the Dallas team, and they're playing in a, in a baseball stadium. Things are crazy. Anyway, I just the AAF is rest in peace. RIP. Good night to the now. AAF. Good night now. Uh, that's pretty much it. It's a good time. Yeah, that was good. We'll be back later this week. I think Thursday. Yeah, we'll preview uh, Final Four matchups, talk some more news, thank bullshit you. some. Yeah, all of that. Uh, Brad, where can the people follow you? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Micah, where can they find you? You can follow me at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R on both Twitter and Instagram. If you want to see uh, the engagement photo, it's going viral on IG. Your boy is pushing 3,000 likes. Things are really happening there. You can see my beautiful fiance and myself on top of Mount Pinnell. What a beautiful, beautiful night. And uh, Yeah, you're melting servers over there. Yeah, Instagram better watch out. Zuckerberg, ice him down, baby. Uh, also, follow us on Backdoor Cover on Twitter and Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. We got some good content going there recently over the weekend. Uh, check it out. We're back Thursday. Thanks again to our sponsors. Uh, support them. They need you. Free fly. Uh, promo code uh, BDC. And Burrow. And, of course, Burrow. Uh, Burrow.com slash backdoor. I'm going to give me a pillow, man. You should. You should. Uh, I, that's it, and that's all. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.